Hi everyone and welcome to the Cure Radio Show. I hope everyone's warm. <laughs> it is 50 degrees in Miami, but it's beautiful and sunny, windy, and I don't mind the cold wind. It's not so bad. You just have to wear gloves and, and you know, dress warm. And so today we'll be talking about pharmacogenetics and pharmacogenomics. It's a very interesting topic. We want to know about medications that will actually work according to the individual as we, we want to actually, you know, improve the efficacy of the treatment that we're receiving so that we can better help ourselves and help others and be better well-informed. And we will start with a little prayer, as we always do. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you will renew the face of this earth. O God, you taught the hearts of your faithful. By the light of the Holy Spirit, grant them by the gift of the same Spirit, we may be truly wise and always rejoice in his consolation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And so, any minute now, oh. we'll hear the song. You think so? Yes. Okay. I'm asking myself, is it over? Maybe I was lying when I told you Everything is great, everything is, is great And all of these thoughts and the feelings Just that if you don't need them I've been checking my phone all evening Such a good time, I believe it this time Does it even matter anyway? We're dancing on tables And I'm on my face With all of my people And it couldn't get better They say We're singing to last call And it's all out of tune Should be laughing but there's something wrong And it hits me when the lights launch Maybe I miss you Now I'm asking my friends how to say I'm sorry They say like give it time There's no need to worry The Cure with Amy Cabo Life can bring many difficult situations Domestic violence, addictions, poverty And even sexual abuse by your loved ones Welcome Amy Cabo and The Cure Good afternoon and welcome to The Cure Radio Show I'm your host Amy Cabo With my amazing partner Oh, thank you for the amazing love. Thank you, God. Mm-hmm. Our show is available live on your radio, also through our app, The Cure, on any smartphone, throughout social media, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. We broadcast live from Miami through satellite, available on traditional radio, and on Sirius XM, channel 131, the next day. Also, after the show, any podcast player. And we are currently reaching approximately 7 million people in Facebook a month alone. So thank you to our social media followers and mostly thank God. This show was created to expose the truth, educate, and provide comfort. We provide testimonials to let people know that we are not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me. We also have experts and inspirational speakers. God was my only cure, and we hope we can be there for each other. Life can be challenging, but know this, there is a God. He is omnipotent, happens to be our Father, and loves us dearly, so there's hope. That song that just played was Miss You by Louis Tomlinson. And this is the message I receive. For things to go well, do it God's way in its entirety. 
all the time to succeed, love, and embrace piety. God is the one behind peace in a sound mind, as we were a tender heart when we were kind. Doing good means more to God than sacrifice. Part of righteousness includes doing it ourselves and figuring it out, not bothering someone else. Stay sober. The enemy's poison is what repels. When lost, we miss the plot and greatest part. Impossible to separate from his amazing heart. Took on burdens. Wonderful what he has done. Living in God's spirit. Rescued by the Holy One. Turn the page to yet another chapter in this race. Patience, perseverance, and faith must take place. Keeping pace in a slow process comes in waves. Growth is realized once to sin no longer slaves. Today we will be discussing personalized or precision medicine through pharmacogenetics and pharmacogenomics. We have a special guest, Benaz Sarami. Benaz Sarami has a master's in science in pharmacogenetics, doctor of pharmacy, and pharmacogenomics medical science li liaison and host to PGX for pharmacist podcast which is one of the top 20 genomics podcasts globally. Benaz is a pharmacogenomics leader, a speaker, and co-author. Benaz, welcome to The Cure. So glad to have you with us. Well, thank you for, thank you for having me, Amy. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Benaz, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your story? Yeah, I would love to. Um, it started when I was still in pharmacy school, uh, you know, just being a, a pharmacist, just everyone else wanted to just get a job when I get out. And I was a single mom, so I needed the job. I did a research program with one of the medical universities here, and I w where we would go into patients' homes that are age over 65 and the poor zip codes, and I would evaluate the medications and things like that. Back then I was a student, so obviously I couldn't really uh, give a lot of um, consult, but you know, evaluating their medication, reaching out to their providers. Um, there are more homebound um, patients that you can't see them picking up their prescription with pharmacy, getting that consultation. So I noticed that a lot of them were on the same medication, especially when it comes to mental health. And but the the way they either see the effects of it or the um, side effects of it was so very uh, so different between among them all, and they could be on the same medication. So. You know, doing research and reaching out to peers, I noticed the idea of um, precision medicine or pharmacogenomics. So I thought, you know, to learn more about it, and it made sense. That was the that was the missing piece. You know, personalizing the patient's medications based on, you know, how they're genetically wired. And so that's where I started. Um, you know, then created my own LLC. My whole idea was to educate everyone around the topic of PGX, short for the big long name pharmacogenomics, right, PGX. So that's what I set out to do. So I do that on the podcast as an MSL or medical science liaison, do a lot of clinical education, you know, coaching with other pharmacists. So that's where all that comes into play. So I'm just um, happy I found, found that. Mm -hmm. So pharmacogenomics is basically matching medicines that would work depending on what kind of genetic makeup you have, what's going to be most efficient and give you the least, the least side effects. That is, and and that was you you determined that from your own observation that some medications were more beneficial towards some people rather than others, and. I'm sure that's the reason why people give up on medications when sometimes they need it because they they just haven't gotten to the right medication depending on their individual need and what would work for them. So as a pharmacist, how can you help in this process of the field? Let's say somebody that's having issues or how would you be able to help them 
determine what would work best for them. Um, so I guess kind of going backwards, uh, the whole idea of mental health right now, how it's the pers- prescribing is more of a trial and error. You you know put someone on one medicine, you try that for four to six weeks, try a different medicine, try that for four to six weeks, yes. or maybe add something on to existing medicine, try that. So not everyone has that mild depression where they're okay to wait that period of time. You got to you know some people can't wait that long. They're they're suicidal. Yes. They could be bipolar. They could be losing a job. You know their parents so you need to cut that amount of time it takes someone to be mentally stable shorter so why not select the medications that's more likely to work for you based on your genetic makeup and that's where pgx or pharmacogenomics comes into play it's just really a cheek swap so you know it's not the whole picture it's a a big piece of the puzzle right we um we talk about precision medicine a lot it's the umbrella which pgx falls under so under precision medicine which means you really um personalizing patients medication towards them you have to look at the age of a person right we wouldn't give the same medicine to a two-year-old versus a 70 year old right you got to look at their kidney function how that's that's relevant to the dose of the medication you got to look at timing of medication some are need to be morning with food, without food, all that. And then there's the PGX piece of it, and then the drug-drug interaction. So there's a whole list that falls under the umbrella of precision medicine, and PGX is a very big piece of that as well. So that's where that comes into play. And pharmacists, you asked me that question, how we can help. Pharmacists are experts in medication and drugs. They know all what I just named, right, uh, in the dosage and the efficacy and how medications work together. So this will be the best place pharmacists can come in the middle and educate clinicians or patients and look at the meds. So it's just, I can go on about this topic forever, so. Yeah, so you're basically cutting out the middleman called trial and error. And you made a very good point. I know exactly what you're talking about because I was that bipolar, suicidal, and it wasn't working well feeling like a guinea pig. So, <laughs> I, 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 I you, what you're doing is extremely important because when it comes to mental health, that's something that could be very debilitating and very discouraging when you're trying different medications and a lot of them don't work and then the, the person who's depressed can lose hope even more. So, basically you're making it so that they can get to something that works and get to help faster which yeah. and and it's as simple from what i'm hearing as simple as a swab in the cheek and yeah, there's no blood one. test no needles no nothing i love it and yeah. a, a lot of people don't even know about this uh because i i was i did go to a psychiatrist for many years and it was many different medications that they tried on me i did not even know pharmacogenomics existed or precision medicine existed. The problem is that the psychiatrist didn't know either. <laughs> That's a true statement. And, you know, adoption of that is, is hard. Like, how do you incorporate that in, in your clinical practice now? Like, you know, you got to put it into the EHR system or electronic health record so it pops up because understanding that language and how the genes work, what does that mean or how does that play? Like, it's a different language you got to learn so you know i understand clinicians don't have the time they spend like what five to seven minutes average with a patient you know it's it's hard i get it but you know there's a um one of the largest depression trials that was ever done a star d uh trial it was uh funded by nih i think it was like three million or something like that um where they wanted to find out what's the best uh, ssri or antidepressant for depression in the um they know so the result of the study was that the first time someone is put on a medication, half the time it doesn't work, like almost 50% doesn't work. Then you gotta go to the second one. And when the patients, um, you know, the like when they get the results, um, it's not working efficiently the first time around. And then it decreases the second and the third and it just dies down. And, and that the problem with that is the adherence goes down. People are not, okay, I've tried this so many times, I'm not gonna do it again. And so they're not adherent with their medication. And so there's a lot of factors that go into getting it right the first time, especially with mental health. Like that's the number one thing that drives everything else in your world, I feel like. 
make it maybe they could just integrate it into their protocol in medical facilities and it's just something that a list of things that they should just look and go through before they prescribe a medication at least for the benefit of the patient and 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 so that we can better help people because <laughs> I've been on that end and it can, you're right, it be, the, people just stop taking the medication and that could be dangerous. And we'll continue talking about new ways to help medications work better. Precision medicine. And let's hear the next song. I'm at a party I don't want to be at. And I don't ever wear a suit and tie yet. Wondering if I can sneak out the back Nobody's even looking me in my eyes Can you take my hand, finish my drink, say shall we dance? Hell yeah, you know I love you, did I ever tell you? You make it better like that Don't think I fit in at this party Everyone's got so much to say Yeah, I always feel like I'm Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in. Remember that you can listen to the radio show live throughout our app, The Cure, with Amy Cabo, or as a podcast. Just look for God is the Cure on any podcast platform. That was I Don't Care by Ed Ed Sharon and Justin Bieber. And this is the message I received. Don't conform to the world it divides full of pride. Sent the Holy Spirit to comfort, protect, and guide. God protected us unique and qualified not to fit in. Trained by tribulation to resist evil and every sin. With God we are confident, feel young and free. We are safe and start living how it's meant to be turns curses into blessings, makes chaos disappear, days filled with joy and a love that keeps us near. God's grace supplies need according to his glory, our greatest hero and best part of every story. The living water answering prayers his best way, the solution, truth, rock and sunshine every day. What an inheritance to have with God our Father, as his children made us conquerors not to bother. Seeking God brings about peace and prosperity. By his spirit, Christ's forces now join in solidarity. We are discussing new ways to help medications work with Benaz Sarami, a pharmacogenetics expert. Benaz, let's talk about one gene that is relevant to mental health. What have you learned about this? Um, I appreciate you asking that question. There's multiple genes, but if I had to pick one that's more, there's like more solid evidence out there, clinical guidelines around it, um, and a lot of medication use that to metabolize, um, it would be the CYP. 2D6, like CYP2D6. I know there's a lot of letters and numbers combined, but um, if we talk about metabolism, uh, kind of understanding that from the basic level, every time you take a medication, I'm making this very oversimplified. Okay, every time you take a medication, the body will ha- wants to, um, you know, make it more water soluble to get rid of it out of the body. So that is so that's the term metabolism, right? So if you're a um, normal metabolizer, and if you take, I'm just picking up medication like fluoxetine or Prozac, 
and you have a normal metabolism, the body gets rid of that normally. But if you are a poor metabolizer of that CYP2D6, which is what um, Prozac uses to metabolize, that means your body's not getting rid of that um, as uh, efficiently. So you're absorbing more of the, um, like the concentration of that medication, right? So that means you can be more prone to the side effect profile. So that could mean you may lower, need to lower the dose. Versus on the other spectrum, if you're an ultra-rapid metabolizer, meaning getting rid of the medication too quickly before the body has chance to absorb the benefits, so you may need a more, um, you know, increase the dose of that medication. So that's just kind of one, if I had to pick one, because a lot of medication use that pathway, that would be the CYP2D6. Um, and, and you're able to determ determine this by their genetics with, with that, a saliva swab that is and you can you can tell whether they're a fast metabolizer or a slow metabolizer and does everybody carry this gene and does it also exist in situational depression um, yeah so with just a simple cheek swab you can tell if someone's normal a slow intermediate or ultra rapid metabolizer um, and then you can decide if you want to go the route of picking the medicine that uses that pathway or um, you know, uh, or switching to something else that doesn't use that pathway, right? You can still compensate at some time for using that same medication. But we have a bunch of enzymes in our liver, liver that's processing medications, you know, whatever it comes through. And so we have those enzymes, and that's the CYP2D6. So depending on which um, medications when they're actually making it, which pathway they're going to go through we already have these in our system. Does that kind of make sense? So Yes, yes. So basically we, we are all we all carry it. It's just how we metabolize it is whether it's how the medication will work, whether it's used up quickly or not and it stays in your system, whether it works efficiently. Yes. And are are we using these pharmacogenetics currently in our hospitals and nursing homes or even in private practice? Uh, if not, how can we make this adoption uh, this better and simple and more simpler that more people will be likely to use? Um, so some people are, um, I would say majority are still not because again, understanding the language, understanding how it's relevant to the patient. Uh, okay, w once you find out they're a poor metabolizer, what does the guidelines say? What do I do with that drug? What dose do I use? All those require a lot of education, right? So finding the maybe the right um, lab to work with, um, you know, that provides more information than not on the sheet, like on the report result that you would get, maybe is, is best to do that. And then also, you know, instead of sitting there reading the report, understanding and making clinical judgments in a clinician standpoint, if they can be incorporated in the already electronic health form, it'll pop up as an alert that will be way easier so a lot of those systems have to be in place for every single you know uh, private practice you know nursing home things like that and for people to be able to have the staff to swab the person so there's a lot of dynamics that goes into actually making that work so i would say majority are still not using it but that's where the future of medicine is going so the more the more um we learn now and adopt to it the easier will be because um, change is hard, right? We like the, you know, so a lot of, uh, you know, clinicians, especially in the mental health, they like their system and it works, but adopting yes. change is always hard, so. And a lot of these um, mental states or even depression, especially if it's situational, can, can be short term. Mm -hmm. So, and sometimes the process is unnecessarily prolonged uh, should they not be able to receive the therapy needed at the moment? So I understand that it could be very helpful and it could be just as simple as educating the, these hospitals or private practices and providing them with the swab kit that's needed to test for the genetics. How about the pricing? Does insurance cover for that? Um, so it's insurance specific, so it really depends on the insurance. I really don't deal with that piece of it, but I know, for example, the one that um, everybody knows, Medicare, because it's not really state-specific per se, um, does cover if there is a mental um, mental disorder um, diagnosis. 
So what the coverage terms and things like that, I'm not 100% sure, but I know there's coverage there for PGX if there's valid reason to be able to do the test, right? Um, so, yeah. And, you know, outside of PGX and medications, you know, obviously I'm a believer in that piece, but also doing your part because you talked about situational depression. You know, sometimes your, like your levels of neurotransmitters are, are off balance, so you got to get it to that level but then the rest of it can can also be yourself doing the work. That means, I don't know, exercise. It could be, you know, you talk a lot, a lot about prayer, um, you know, talk about, you know, reaching out to friends, support systems. So all that dynamic, or maybe counselor or therapist, talk to, someone to talk to. So those all, you know, play a factor um, if you really want to think about uh, truly um, helping yourself with the depression if we just were to pick just depression, right? Right, because it's not, it's it's a whole factor of things. It's not just genetics, but the mind and the body connection as well, and, and the will, the will of the person. So that, that all plays a part, I'm sure. And so it's, but it helps to have the right medication when people need help, because there's a time that we all, sooner or later, at one point in our lives, need help. And then... Um We'll continue talking about more conditions that that can be acceptable or useful after a sh short break with the music. Which song we're gonna play again? <laughs> Am I getting lost here? This one. Let's try. tuning in and for being with us. Remember, we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, the podcast, The Cure, or the website, GodIsTheCure.com. All shows are also available on podcasts. The song that just played was Three Nights by Dominic Fike. God is knocking on our door. We should let him in. Evil is subtle, then progressive, and captive to sin. In deep, enticed by malice that appears desirable, undeniable, when all fails, God is what's reliable. A fast life and lures from this world beat us down. While God alleviates pain, turns chaos around. Precisely lift spirits with both feet on the ground can take long with various trials until we're found. Never too lost to be saved by God's merciful grace. Don't wait, rise, leave destruction and seek his face. God knows who we are, delivers from evil and death under his wing for seeing our life until the last breath. Amazing his providence and deeds many declare. Keeping his ways a witness with love to share. A transformation by God's power and might. 
praise our Lord, does what is good in his sight. We're talking about correct medical selection through pharmacogenetics with Benaz Sarami. Benaz, what areas in medicine are, or what conditions can pharmacogenetics be applied to? Well, it can be applied to any um, uh, condition, but there's more um, clinical support in um, validity to mental health when it comes to oncology, uh, cardiology, um, pain, um, and ADHD. So those would be the main ones, but um, not disqualifying all the other conditions, but those are where a lot of the research has been done and a lot of clinical guidelines are set so you know what to do with that information. So, uh, yeah, mental health, pain, oncology. Um, Even are- oncology, cancer, knowing the right medication for cancer, that must be big. I, and I, are they even using it when it comes to oncology, being that it's so important? Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I don't know how... Um, uh, like how they're how much they're using it in the oncology world, but I know people who are more specialized in um, in that field are more in tune with the genetic variations because the outcome of not doing it, if it's the medications not work for you, is is really toxic. So yes. uh, obviously, right? We're trying to treat one, but then we don't want something else happening. So I think there's more um, usage in in that area because of that piece. Because you know, but um, I don't know the um, how much people are using it to kind of give a better percentage. But the whole idea of PGX is still, it's not new. Um, It's been around for decades. It's just not utilized as much as it should be. Right. And also when it it comes to cancer, the medications are pretty rough. So at least you want to make sure that if you're going to go through all that, that it's going to work at least, or it's more likely to work. Do you have any patient success stories that you can share with us where applying pharmacogenetics have helped? I'm glad you asked that because on my podcast, PGX for Pharmacists podcast on Pharmacy Podcast Network, we um, I try to bring in more cases where people, like instead of learning the idea of PGX and what it does, actually see what it does in real life for people. So that I have a tragic story that came in on podcasts. I have a, um, you know, obviously success story, all that. Um, so, you know, where this lady had come in and her mom was going through chemo and she was doing just fine, but then the medication wasn't really the right one working for her. But by the time they did the PGX testing to find out and give her an antidote for that medication, it was too late for her. Um, but it did verify that if they had done the PGX testing, maybe the outcome would have been different. Versus we had uh, someone else come on the podcast and he shared his story. Um, you know, he was struggling with depression in PGX piece was really a big in trying to help navigate through which medication was the right one to go with first. And, you know, now he's an advocate um, on PGX and getting the word out. So there's a lot of stories, good and bad, obviously, right, um, that goes along with PGX for sure. I think it's pretty big when it comes with for, for depression because of the years and all the medications they tried on me, I don't think they ever found the right medication. I think the only right medication was God, but they just never found the right medication. But tell us about epigenetics. What is that? Oh, so epigenetics is any environmental factor that can affect the way your genes work. So meaning stress can be one, right? You can get stress from working out. You're putting body under stress, or it could be just regular stress, you know, stressed out. It could be smoking, that's an environmental factor. So any of those things can affect the way your uh, genes work. Now that doesn't mean it's gonna change your DNA, but at the time that's going on, um, that's happening. So it's, it's kind of a cool story if you Google, or if anybody wants to Google winter hunger, that's how the idea came about. At the end of World War II, I feel like I can't say all those W's together, um, uh, you know, there some German occupied Netherlands that were cut off from food. Um, and so a lot of people were um, starving and they died of famine. So scientists kind of wanted to know what the effect of those children 
uh, you know, pregnant women and they give birth in that era with a lot of stress and because of the hunger. Stress. Yeah, what what else happens to all those children later in life? And they notice they have more cardiovascular disease, men, more mental health issues, a lot of this. And that's whole that's where the whole idea Sorry. of epigenetics came about. And if you, um, it's pretty interesting. Audrey Hepburn was actually born in that era, which is why they're saying maybe that's why she went back and became a humanitarian. So it's kind of a cool story if you uh, look it up, Winter Hunger. Yeah. So that's where nice. that idea came about. So that that's an interesting fact that if smoking, not just environmental factors as you describe, but also our lifestyle and if smoking can change the way that your genetics work, then possibly drinking can change how your genetics work. And is that why maybe people that don't drink and smoke tend to be more fertile and maybe their bodies are working better and maybe their medications would work better as well. So I think it would have a little bit to do with our lifestyle decisions as well, whether or not our medications would be working the most, the best that it could. Well, how about yeah. it? so uh, epigenetics should refer also probably into the next generation correct yeah it, it can that is correct yeah and it's one of the things that falls under the precision medicine um that we talked about epigenetics is one in another um i don't want to say cool but it means cool to me i guess uh, you know is the idea of phenoconversion which means you phenotypically convert someone to another Phenoty phenotypes are like poor metabolizer ultra rapid metabolizer those are your phenotypes so you can uh, change someone's phenotype by adding on like smoking or drinking uh, or another medication so here's a really um, good common example I like to use because a lot of people are on Prozac and codeine for pain right depression yes. and pain um, so you can be a normal metabolizer of 2D6 that we talked about, the CYP2D6 that metabolizes uh, Prozac. So Prozac uses 2D6 to metabolize, um, but it also inhibits its own metabolism, right? It goes through metabolism, inhibition, metabolism, inhibition in this cycle, which is why it has a long, um, which is why it stays in the body for a long time, right? So um, let's say I'm a normal metabolizer of 2D6 and I'm on um uh, Prozac, right? And then you add codeine to my regimen because now I got pain for whatever reason. Codeine is an inactive drug, meaning you can't get pain relief by just plain codeine. It has to convert to morphine in the body, and that's what gives you pain relief. It does that by that same CYP enzyme 2D6 that uh, Prozac uses. Now, if you put these two medications together, and um, you know, again, remember, I was a normal metabolizer of 2D6. But if you combine those two medications, you just pheno converted me to a poor metabolizer because Prozac inhibits uh, 2D6. So now I can no longer convert codeine to morphine and get pain relief. So that's huge because a lot of people are on those two medications combined and we don't know why the pain medication is not working, why do they need to increase in dose, maybe they're drug seekers but maybe understanding there could be an underlying reason that that's what's happening, which is what phenoconversion, why it's called the blind spot of PGX. You can't really see it. So you just have to know. So I thought that was really cool. So you thought you're saying it could be medication interaction or and metabolism and whether you're poor metabolism or you have a poor metabolism or not and where unhealthy lifestyle habits could alter your metabolism and on the, the on the opposite side healthy habits good nutrition good rest and exercise could improve your metabolism does that mean that the medications would are more likely to work better yeah, I mean, that that's a good generic statement to make. Um, that is correct. And then, but sometimes, like, um, the very common antibiotic, ciprofloxacin, people take for a lot of host, whole host of um, bacterial infections, that can also affect the way your um, medications you're taking, well, some of the medication can um, affect your metabolism. So that that's understanding that whole dynamic. Now you can see why it's difficult for clinicians to know all that in the minute they're trying to get patients in and out the door. You know, it, it's, it's difficult. So having the right tools, which would mean like um, software tools or find the right lab, putting the EHR system so they can do all that thinking for you so you're not sitting there 
that that's really important because it, it'll help clinicians better with their patient outcome. Yes. And then uh, we'll continue talking about personalized medicine and uh, maybe we can talk a little bit more uh, which medications can be uh, used in pharmacogenetics. Let's hear the next song. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around And the rumpus and rock gets so comfortable now Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow So I got an apartment across from the park Put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling right Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow Here we go Taxes are due. Do my password begin with a one or a two? Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. Metronome. Man, I'm up to something. Woody la di do, thank you all for coming. I hope you like the show, cause it's on a budget. So, Woody la di do, yeah. Come on, here we go, yeah. Come on. Here we go. And now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Hi again, and thanks for tuning in. We're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, on social media. Just look for God is the Cure, and also as a podcast, The Cure. That song was Bang by AJR. Temptations Daily. Not struggling, something's wrong. Have faith and pray in a state of grace to be strong. We were broken to be rebuilt wholly by the Most High. Rejoice, he made us well, and mercy took on our cry. Best association and perspective, seeing it God's way. Intellect uncompromised, just pray to God and obey. Some misjudge, are envious, accuse, or attack by being truthful on God's, on God's side and right on track. A great virtue is having no emotional response. Make mistakes and learn when corrected once. If we've had enough, it's likely that most grow. By God's grace, so much more we come to know. Blessed that God heard and answered prayers. Christ is King. His word rules, so forget naysayers. When the, when the rivers rage, we don't drown, but cope. The loyal rest in him, courageous, full of hope. We're talking about personalized or precision medicine with Benaz Sarami. Benaz, what medications can be evaluated in the current pharmacogenetic tests? There's a whole host of them. I would have to have a whole few hours uh, with you to name them all, but uh, anything in the mental health field, world, I should say, uh, you know, you got depression, bipolar, psychosis, you know, all that, you know, mental health, you got... Uh, and that's prevalent these days, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. There's the oncology, which whole host of that. There's the cardiology, you know, like um, blood thinner, you could do blood thinner or blood pressure medicine. So there's a whole host of them. But where, um, what, where I work right now um, as a PGX MSL, I focus more on mental health pain and ADHD. So those are my main three focus. And, you know, 
creating a lot of clinical content around that and educating clinicians on reading the report they get and you know how they can make those clinical like help them make those clinical decisions once once they uh, get the report done so but really i would say and there's a lot more studies being done as we speak on different variation of medications and disease states but the main focus especially when we talk about insurance last time we spoke is mental health is really the main focus and of course oncology but i don't deal with that piece of it so well uh, so much right now but mental health is where all the research is going so there's a wide range of medications that you work with because you're more focused on the genetics of a person rather than studying the medication and so and then you you find a match and could these pharmacogenetics, can they apply to the treatment of COVID-19? They're actually doing studies on that um, right now. I think they've identified a couple of genes. I don't really, I haven't looked into that re research yet because it's so new. Um, so, and I don't know if it's, uh, if it makes sense. And I say that just from a personal opinion, really to do genetic testing, wait three to five days. And then based on that, you know, make your recommendations for um, medication, right? People, if someone has COVID and they need treatment, they need it now. Versus if we're gonna test to see if you're more candidate to get COVID, maybe do genetic testing. So there's a lot of research being done on that right now. And I think, I think they've identified a couple, but um, I haven't done a lot of reading on that to know, but there's, there's a good place that people are actually tapping into for sure. Yeah, definitely. Good it question. Thank you. And what do you expect for the future to bring into this field? Because I understand that genetics is important, but then the mind has something to do with it, too. I mean, you for could sure. have the right genetics, but if you're in the wrong state of mind, it's, it's going to be difficult, is it not? Oh, yeah, for, for any kind of, um, you know, depending. But, yeah, for anything, you know, you got to be in the right state of mind um, before you can even... Uh, begin to be open to receiving you know the uh, medication or things like that but definitely um you have to want to heal exactly. at least yeah you have to you <laughs> gotta do your part like medication it does do its job for sure but you got to do your part like you got maybe therapy would be an option maybe we talked about exercise does a lot right yes for everything right do you need the support system you have the faith so all those dynamics um it does come into play but you know i'm more of um advocates for older adults especially the ones that are in the um four zip codes or, or home and or homebound so those are the ones that you don't um see coming out to pick up their prescriptions they either get it delivered or they have nurses go into their home so um my focus is there and i want to kind of um share that pharmacists with all other professions have to kind of come together if they want to help patient right um yes so it could, pharmacists healthcare provide other healthcare providers you got the ot which is um where we were doing our research which is occupational therapist they're underutilized as well because they're always in patient's home so yeah you mentioned very good points about how people can find help besides the medications because medications can only do so much. They can only go so far. Mm -hmm. And there's prayer, but not everyone's spiritual. Not everyone has the same beliefs. Not everyone can do that. And there's therapy, and therapy doesn't always work for everyone. And it you and you're not always able to find the right therapist. And sometimes mm -hmm. people do find them, and sometimes they don't. But then there's exercise, and most people know that exercise is a natural antidepressant. And that's what. Great. And so, but if you're old or if you're a little bit debilitated, it seems cumbersome. It seems like it's a lot of trouble. And it could be something as simple as walking, a little short walk, whatever you can do, a little bit of walking. Like a three hours. If you integrate <laughs> that with music, three music hours. and walking, it's it really works wonders. Right, baby, that's and, short. Well, it's, who, it's so easy to walk. I mean, unless you're in a wheelchair, you can walk. And that, that's really all the exercise you need. And that would be enough. And if you add music to it, that's even better. <laughs> So three no, hours. I agree. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You're right. You know, and um, it, it's easy to say and do, which sometimes it can be, right? You, you well, just you just got to do it. How to do it? You can't it. think yeah. about it. You if you think about it. it, then you you convince yourself not to do it. Forget it. Exactly. Just don't it, think about it. Just start putting on your sneakers and just go out there and just do it and say, "Oh, it'll be over quick." Before you know it, you know, think positive. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You, nobody's gonna do it but you. Only you can help yourself. The only other one that will always help you is God, but you still need to help yourself because God helps those who help themselves. Very well, we're almost finishing the song. Okay. Short break. No short break? No. The show. Oh, we're done with the show. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we've come to the end of the show. Sometimes I have so much fun, I lose track and I want it to last forever. But all good things must come to an end. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Benaz, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, and I'm so glad that you're around. And God bless you because it, it's not fun being a guinea pig, especially if you're going through depression. And how nice it would be not to have to do the trial and error and get the medication that works right away, especially at a time that you need it most. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate you having me. It was, it was great. I'm glad to come on the show. Thanks for listening and thanks for asking the really awesome questions i appreciate that the honor is ours for more information on benasarami and her work can be found on our website godisthecure.com under guests and as always we finish with a prayer a prayer for spiritual healing that's you don't need genetics for that you just need to be alive Dear God, I know that the first step in all spiritual healing is to believe. I believe. I open my mind and heart, believing in your infinite power and possibility. I believe that healing is a dynamic and reachable experience, a reality that can be experienced right now. I maintain a patient and loving attitude. For I believe that your healing activity is now at work in my mind and body. I look forward with joyful expectation to the perfect wholeness that you are now bringing into manifestation through me. I believe in your constant expression of perfect good in and through me. I rest in the certainty of your healing power. I know that with you all things are possible. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Thank you to the wonderful people that work with us for having us in the air still. And please check out Robbie Dillamore's shows, The Christian Guy and Kingdom Pursuit. Maybe you'll learn something. He's a pretty down-to-earth guy, pretty awesome, great guests and topics. This is Amy Cabo. You have been listening to The Cure. Please check our podcast, The Cure, with Amy Cabo, or our, our app, The Cure Again. Well, everything is called The Cure. Or our website, GodIsTheCure.com. The Cure, meaning God. Yeah. Thank you to our listeners for being with us. And until next Saturday, guys, much love. Always give it your best. Be as kind as possible to yourself and others. Be true in every situation. Keep your values. But most important, don't lose hope. Keep the faith. And peace be with you. Have a beautiful day. <laughs>